Hey there, this is Brian. I'm the host of the Engaging Missions show. If you've found this show for the first time, I did want to take a second to let you know that this show is not currently in production. You're certainly welcome to check out all of the archives, but we don't have new episodes coming out at the moment. However, I did want to take a second to highlight one of the sponsors that sponsored the show a while ago. They're not currently sponsoring the show, but if you're looking for a place to invest in the kingdom, I'd recommend checking out Mega Voice Audio Bibles. You can find them at megavoice.com, or you'll find a link in the show notes. And I would encourage you to just check that out and see if maybe that's a fit for your giving. There's no compensation here or anything like that. I just wanted to highlight them. And with that, I'll get you back into the regular program. This is the Engaging Missions Show, episode 275. This week we're talking with Eric Nevins about how Facebook groups can be valuable for missionaries and about spiritual formation. So one thing that I have learned is that it's not really about me. Welcome to the Engaging Missions Show, where we are bringing missions home. Here's your host, Brian Ensminger. Thanks so much for stopping by and welcome to the show. We believe that every missionary and church planner deserves to be heard and loved and that every believer deserves to participate in what God's doing. And I would like to mention that I also edit other podcasts like From the Forefront for my friend Scott McClelland. If you're looking for help with podcast production, send an email to feedback at engagingmissions.com. Like I mentioned, this week we're talking about Facebook groups, community, and the power of spiritual formation. But before we do that, I want to remind you of some upcoming changes to the publishing schedule. Beginning in 2020, I'm going to switch to a publishing schedule of when I can get an episode done, because I've been hitting some challenges in terms of getting stuff done. It's all good stuff, but I don't want to produce a show that's not high quality, and I also don't want to give you some kind of false expectation. So that's what I'm planning to do beginning early in 2020, is I will switch to a publishing schedule of when I can get a good episode ready for you, and then I will share that for you. If you want to make sure that you don't miss those when they're available, make sure that you subscribe to the show by visiting engagingmissions.com slash subscribe. And then also, in a couple of weeks, I will have a special episode to share where you can find other great shows like the Engaging Missions show. So make sure that you subscribe to the show so you don't miss that. With no further wait, we're going to head right to our time with Eric Nevins. Today, I am incredibly happy because we get to talk about building online communities. And I have a special guest with me today to talk about this. Eric Nevins is the host of the podcast, Halfway There, and he's also the founder of the Christian Podcasters Association, which is a Facebook group for Christian podcasters. Eric lives with his wife and his kids in Denver, Colorado. They also have a black schnauzer, and I understand that they have quite a lively family. You can find Eric at ericnevins.com. Eric, welcome to the show. Brian, it's great to be here. Thank you. Oh, it's totally my pleasure. And I'm really glad to have the opportunity to do this because I think that I see more and more missionaries and church planters building online communities and needing to make and maintain those connections. And it can be a real challenge. And in particular, I think there are some people who maybe are even thinking as they're listening to this, man, I can't stand the idea of trying to build a community, or I'm concerned that maybe social media is going to eat up our lives. What are your thoughts on the value of having an online community? Oh, man. It's one of the best things I've ever done. I'll tell you (laughs) that. So, yeah, it's interesting. My mindset really shifted when when I stopped thinking about social media as a time suck and started thinking of it as a tool that I could use to connect with people. And so when I started to do that, 
I'm on Facebook. I'm on there probably too much, you know, but <laughs> I'm connecting with people like you. I mean, you and I met on Facebook, right? Yeah. There's all kinds of people that I can say that about, including in Christian Podcasters Association, who are people I love. And I'm so glad to know, I'd love to know their work. I'd love to know their little bits and pieces of their lives. Would have had that opportunity. So I'm thankful for it. Yeah. What what led to that shift in your mind from time suck to valuable tool? Yeah. It was right after I started my podcast and I decided I had to figure out how to make social media work for me and how to make it be a tool to increase the reach of the show. Okay. So it was really just deciding other people are doing this. How do they do it and trying to figure it out? And I'm, I'm assuming that you have some tips for us about how that shift kind of worked its way through your life and how you've been able to apply that. As you think about your journey, can you maybe share with us some of the things that you've discovered as you've started building community and really making this a tool? Yeah. So one thing that I have learned is that it's not really about me, oh. <laughs> right? Yeah. So we, we think of social media perhaps as being a bit narcissistic, but it's not really about that, it's way more powerful when you make it about other people because then you're inviting them in to what you're doing. For instance, you've probably seen me do this. I'm sure you've commented before. I'll do something where I'll ask a question and I've, I've gotten really, uh, really harsh with myself on, on these things, like really strict. I'll cut down as many words as I can when I do these questions. So there'll be a really simple question. And even if I have a follow-up question, I just stop doing things like saying, and why? Tell me why. Because Facebook has this little thing where the more comments and the more likes on your on a post, the more people it'll show it to, right? Mm. So I'll ask a question and then people will answer and they'll give me a short answer or a vague answer or something. And then I'll comment and I'll say, hey, what, what do you mean? Or, Tell me why. Tell me what to ask the follow-up there. And then all of a sudden, a post that had 30 or let's say 20 comments suddenly has 40 comments because I went in and, and commented okay. on as well. Anyway, so that's just kind of gaming Facebook a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're already stabbing me in the heart a couple places because for me, <laughs> Facebook still is a tiny bit about me, so I'm still working on that one. Yeah. And I have a tendency in the groups that I'm part of to really do a long, in-depth question. And I appreciate you sharing the, the value of, would you call it a vague question? What, would you, what kind of question would you call that? I would call it an open-ended question. So a question that could go a lot of different ways, depending on how people, you know, think and all of us think differently. We know that. And that's okay with me. I think it's good also to just get, you know, to provoke people to think personally, you know, so then I'll, I'll try to ask them to tell me a story. Tell me why, why do you think that? Or how did you learn that? And then people will have to tell you a story. And then what happens also, the other thing that Facebook measures is how many pe- how long people spend on the post, right? Mm-hmm. So I've had people say to me before, hey, that question that you asked was really interesting. They didn't comment. They just spent time sitting there reading everybody else's comments. Ah. But then Facebook measures that and goes, oh, other people like to, l- this is good content for us, right? Mm-hmm. It's good. And so then they go, we're going to show it to more people. Yeah. I'd like to kind of turn that around on you because you mentioned tell me a story or tell me about that. And I'm wondering, as you think about these kinds of posts, I would assume that you, you get some value out of this, that it, it's not just self-aggrandizing, that oh, yeah. good things come from this. Is there a story that you can tell us about what's happened? You know, I think what happens for me is I get to know people better, which is where, so we go back to that kind of tool for communication, right? Yeah. 
there are there are people who comment who consistently say things that are the most Jesusy things I've ever heard, right? <laughs> that I would not have expected from from them. But they know Jesus. They know his heart. And I know that because I've asked questions that they've answered. It's hard to give a specific example, but uh, I also think sometimes a, a fight will break out and people will go back and forth and discuss. I try not to let that happen too much, but a lot of times it's it's very, it'll be respectful because you set the tone, right? Yeah. And I think that's a good thing. I, I'd like to go back to that because I've, on a personal level, I've kind of stayed away from creating a group that is faith focused, mm-hmm. person of faith. Definitely. I have some groups that I administer, but I've never done a faith-based group like what you did particularly because in the circle of friends that I tend to run in, I have a wide breadth of perspectives, everything from what you might think of as extreme left to extreme right, and everything in between. How, how do you set the tone and how, how do you do, <laughs> how do you make that work? Yeah. So that's a great question. And to be honest, I did it somewhat intentionally at the beginning, but I haven't really thought about it a lot lately. But yeah, you'll notice in Christian Podcasters Association, we never discuss theology, do we? Like no. Nobody ever. And everybody's posting their own posts about what they think, right? Mm-hmm. Very seldom will you have somebody who comes in and goes, oh, that's not right, or they start arguing with something. Those people get talked to by me very quickly. So okay. I'll, go out, I'll go out to them and say, hey, listen, I appreciate where you're coming from, but we just aren't going to argue about the theology here. That's not what this group is for. We're talking about podcasting. And so I've been able to do that. But part of that comes from my own conviction that that really your spiritual maturity isn't actually defined by what you believe. Hmm. It's defined by how you love. And so I'm not going to get into any of those kind of details or debates anymore. I used to love them when I was in my 20s. That was a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can almost remember my 20s. That's a a long time ago. You are not that old, brother. Uh, I'm, I'm, we're probably about the same age. I, I don't know for sure, but looking at the picture, we're probably about about the same. Yeah, I, I might be a couple of years older, but it, it, that's that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to argue with you about that one for sure. W- one of the things I'm wondering, as I think about a community, I know that structuring a community takes time. It takes some thought, and you've already mentioned how your conviction and your thought helps drive how you interact. What are some things? that a missionary, a church planner, somebody who wants to support a missionary through administrating a group would need to think through before they get started? Well, I think you need to know what the group is for, what the, what the purpose is. So I guess, why do you want to build a community? So that's a good question. It's going to depend where, where you are, right? Whether mm-hmm. or not you can do this on Facebook or, or wherever. If you're just there to give updates to people, that's one thing, right? Mm-hmm. The hard part is, you may post in a group and not everybody's going to see it because Facebook's not going to show it to everybody um, unless you're keeping them engaged. Mm -hmm. You know, one thing I learned by doing a little Facebook group training was to take some posts and, or just decide what you were going to post about every day of the week. And so Mm -hmm. you'll notice that we do that, right? So Monday we have a post that is your post your latest episode. Uh, and then Thursday we have prayer requests so we can get to know each other. But those serve my my goal of connecting Christian podcasters. And then we'll have different things throughout the week. But I would say, so if you're going to do that as a missionary, try to think of something that maybe is connected and relevant to where you are in your context. Maybe you have um, a contextualization Wednesday, right? Or I don't know. That's, that's not very 
<laughs> not very alliterative or cool, but you, you figure it out. But so, you know, something that says, Hey, this, these are the kinds of things. These are the ways that we are connecting the gospel to our people that we're meeting here. Hmm. And that, so here's the great thing about that. How inspirational would that be? Right. like, wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah. If you had some sort of, uh, Hey, this is, these are the stories. And then I would do that too. tell stories, ask questions to get people to, to think about what it's like sharing the gospel where you are. Yeah. One of the things I've noticed about the Christian Podcasters Association, I'm not an administrator. I'm not a moderator. I'm not anything in that group. And yet it feels like it's kind of my group. Was there anything in particular that you did to help give people a sense of ownership and belonging in that group? Wow. That's awesome. Thanks for saying that. I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> I don't know if I did anything on purpose, except for just treat everybody the same. You know, like it's been a long time. I think you were one of the early people in the group, but I always do welcome posts, for instance. So maybe mm-hmm. that's one thing. And I try to do this once, maybe twice a week, depending on how many people are requesting access. But I'll just do a post that says, you know, a little picture. And then it says, hey, what please help us welcome our new people to the group and then give them a little overview of what we expect so that they'll at least have that because we don't like to have people promoting their shows. Also that maybe that's one thing that I have done is I've, I've gotten those people out. Like if you keep promoting your show over and over, you're not contributing to the conversation. You're just there to take. And so you have to be pretty ruthless about, about people trying to steal attention just because you have it. But anyway, I try to engage with everybody. I try to, I try to talk to people. I I try to comment on their posts, like their posts, which is kind of an interesting thing because I hope that means something to people, but. I'm just really curious and I'm, I'm rooting for him. I want him, I want him to be successful. Yeah. Uh, again, I appreciate that. I administrating a couple of groups. I know that it's tough and I know this must be a labor of love for you. I think you're, is it 450 members now? A little bit we're more than 530 now. 530. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's not a small group, especially with podcasters. That's a little bit like herding cats that are all trying to meow at the same time. <laughs> Right. Are, are there any rhythms that you've built into your schedule or to your day to help make sure that you're checking back and yet not allow this to take over your life? Yeah, absolutely. So I block time for social media and I try not to get, I'll often just close Facebook and go, okay, I'm not going to be on here anymore so that I can do some work and then I'll come back. So Dan Pink had in his book, When, if you haven't read this book, you should. No. It's a great book. W-H-E-N. He talks about going with the rhythms of your life. So for me, about two o'clock to five o'clock are the worst time of the day. I'm tired. I want to take a little nap. I don't really want to do anything creative. And so that's a great time for social media to go in and and just (laughs) like things. You can consume a little bit. You can engage with other people. And then that gets my energy back up. I guess I'm, I'm sort of, I'm sort of an extrovert in that way. So Trying to find those kind of rhythms like that and just going with it has been really helpful. Okay. So one of the things that I remember from our first conversation, we connected on Zoom or something, I don't remember what it was, and you shared a little bit about your history and your interest in spiritual formation. I'm wondering, could you share a little bit about your journey to where you are right now and how you're leading and shepherding people? Oh, yeah. Wow. Spiritual formation for me... Sometimes people wonder what that is. It's really just the process of how we grow in Christ. And that's always been my question. It's been for as long as I can remember the question that I wanted to answer. How do we grow? Even in my little church in Iowa, 
as a high schooler, I remember having that question that led me to Bible school, getting a degree in biblical studies. It led me to seminary, getting a master of divinity with an emphasis in spiritual formation. And in some ways that ended up leading me toward my podcast. But it wasn't until after I started my podcast that I started to see in people's journeys, the similarities. There's a book called The Critical Journey. It's one of my top five favorite books, right? But it talks about the the journey in these different stages. And I've kind of simplified it since then in a way that makes sense to me. But once I figured that out, the whole world of kind of how we approach the Christian life in, in America, at least, opened up to me to understand, oh, the reason that we do certain things is because we believe this. And I can give you an example from that. And then it's it's just a different calculus to how do we how do we change it so for instance i think that the goal of the christian life is love and that that's ultimately that is the that's the definition of love is the definition of spiritual maturity if that's true i'm not sure why we spend so much time trying to fill people's brains that makes an assumption about what they need in order to become mature they need more knowledge but they don't need more knowledge paul says Knowledge puffs up, love builds up, right? So it's a different kind of goal, and that goal changes everything that we do. How, how does that goal and that understanding change what you do? I don't teach anymore. Okay. <laughs> That's one thing I've done. I I don't really, I never really was very comfortable teaching, even when I was in seminary and, and doing some of that. And now I would much rather have a conversation. So wow. I'd rather talk to you. I'd rather ask you some questions and lead you in that way to discover not where I want you to go, but where God is asking you, inviting you to go. That's a very different posture Mm -hmm. than saying you should believe this because the Bible says so. Well, it might. And there, there are things that the Bible says that I think are definitive, but journeys aren't always definitive, right? (laughs) We go back and forth and they're, there are slippery places and there are narrow places and there are rocky places. So we have to take that all into account. As you think about your, your podcast, your goal, I think, is to uncover those nuggets and those transition points. Mm-hmm. Are, there any, are, are there any times when that really spoke to you about your life and maybe gave you a, a different perspective from somebody else's story? Mm. Yeah. I mean, there are lots of times. I, I definitely have been encouraged in the value of community through my podcast. I've had multiple people who just look at community completely differently. Hmm. Uh, Caesar Kalinowski. If you know him, he's a, he's no. a, a great guy. I can introduce if you want, but okay. he does discipleship. He is just, he lives his discipleship, right? Hmm. He, he talked about helping his neighbor is 80 some year old neighbor with some sort of cream that he had to put on this guy's feet that were, Kind of nasty. So he's like, but this is his way of loving and showing Christ, right? Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to do this for for him. That made me go, yeah, okay, that's that's something I got to do, <laughs> yeah. you know. Or maybe, maybe it's not that right, but it's just how do I be aware of the opportunities that I to love people and go ahead and take them. Mm. If you were able to project yourself forward. 50, 70 years, whatever the rest of your life is, and look back, what would you hope to see 
as a result of the podcast and the group and your interactions with people? Yeah. I think about that a lot because I think about, think about all the people who went overseas or who went to share the gospel in places hmm. 150 years ago or 170 years ago, where today yeah. we see fruit, right? Yeah. But you can see the communities, you can see the, the churches thriving and beginning to be sending churches of their own, which is really awesome. Yeah. So I do think about that and I go, what, what do I want for here? What I really hope, my main goal is that we would redefine the spiritual journey to include the entire thing. So I often say the journey with God is longer, deeper, and wider than you've been told. It doesn't just include this narrow slice of theology that I was certainly taught, kind of grew up in. I think you have to have that. You you have to build a foundation, but there's more to it than that. And I don't know that that's what God wants from us necessarily. If you mm -hmm. look at where he's leading us eventually to a new earth where we will be rulers and reigners with him, right? So we'll... Yeah we will actually be making decisions based on our experience and our knowledge and our, and the expertise that he's given us. That's not going to be just reading out of a book. Like what should we do? <laughs> and so I hope that the church would go to would take seriously the whole of the journey, including the dark night of the soul. It's okay to ask questions, man, the book of Habakkuk um, <laughs> makes me so happy. I, I wrote a little book called what to do when you're mad at God. Um, <laughs> based on Habakkuk. It's only, it's, well, it's not even a book. It's like six pages. So it's, it's like a booklet, but it's just a download people can get that goes through each chapter and says, Hey, this is what Habakkuk does. And you can do this model too, because I think it matters. It matters how we approach the spiritual journey. And then also the other thing is what we talked about earlier is just redefining the goal of spiritual maturity from how much you know and how much you do to the way that you love like Jesus. Wow. That's that's deep stuff. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to process that as I'm editing. So I appreciate okay. you sharing all of that. As we're we're starting to draw this to a close, I'm wondering is is there anything that we missed that you'd like to make sure we have a chance to talk about? Hmm. That's really the the most of it. The other thing that sometimes I like to talk about is spiritual practices. So one of yeah. the things that happens on the journey is you will find eventually that the practices that you have need to change. I have a friend uh, who said to me one time, he was going through, he works at a Christian institution and they were reading the Bible in a year. And so everybody was having to do this. And he goes, I just don't love it. And like, I used to really love reading through the Bible in a year and I do it a lot. And, mm -hmm. and he felt a little bit of guilt about that. I said, I said, I can tell you why that is. That's because you're not the same person, right? You've got the foundation. You've got, you've got the story, you know, the story. So um, what you need is some is a different kind of experience. And so I sent him my first eight day experience, um, which again, is a short little thing. It's really not, um, it will take you deep, but it is not me telling you deep things. It's me leading you to reflect on deep things. Um, and it's really the process of like a Divina, but there's a time in the journey where that's really super valuable. Uh, people can get it. I sell them for it's, less than $8. So it's less than a dollar a day. Hmm. Um, but if you don't know how to do that process of Lectio yourself, you can, uh, you know, get this and I'll lead you through. Okay. Yeah. I, I would definitely like to make sure that we link that up. And I think you mentioned the, the book when you're, what to do when you're mad at God. 
are you able yeah. to provide? Yeah. So we'll we'll have links for those in the show notes for those that are listening because I think these are valuable resources. And I think one of the questions that I came that came up to my mind as you were sharing that is just the idea: what can we do with our questions or our updates or whatever that will help spur people on in their journeys? Because I think. I think that's one of the key things that we can offer in a community besides just the updates would be also how can we do that kind of stuff. Eric, for you, as we draw this to a close, I'm just wondering, how can we best pray for you and support you? So a couple things. So what I'm praying for is I'm on this journey of kind of becoming an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. It's about, we didn't even go into that, but about a year and a half ago, I left my job in, in finance, financial world. Uh, because I hated it and I felt like God was leading me somewhere else. <laughs> and um, that's a much bigger story, but that's the, the short version because I wanted to do this. And so it's very interesting. There's money in podcasting. It's just, you got to go find it. Right. And mm -hmm. I know you're doing some of that as well. So I'm in the process of kind of trying to find that and do that. I would appreciate prayer. I would appreciate, you know, prayer that the Lord would bring, bring me not only clients, but good clients. So I, yeah. I'm doing, I'm doing some of, things I never thought I would do. I'm excited about that, but it's a little different. So, Okay. And for those listening, I would like to just encourage you, take a minute, do it now, pause the recording and come back because if you're like me, there's a good chance you're going to go to bed and forget about it if you don't do it now. So I'd encourage you to do that. You can find Eric at ericnevins.com. We'll make sure that we have all the stuff linked up so you can check out the books, connect with... If you're a podcaster, definitely check out the Christian Podcasters Association, one of the best groups on Facebook. And I say that as an administrator of other groups where I'm going, this one's better. So it's worth checking out. Eric, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Hey, thanks, Brian. I really appreciate appreciate it. One more time, huge thank you to Eric Nevins for being here and also to you for joining us. Episode notes are available at engagingmissions.com slash Eric Nevins, or if you're listening in your favorite podcast app, there's a good chance you can tap or click or swipe to get there and make sure that you check those out because that's how you're going to be able to connect with him. Find the Christian Podcasters Association if you're interested in that. All of that stuff, engagingmissions.com slash Eric Nevins. As I mentioned, there is an upcoming change to the publishing calendar. That's at the beginning, but in case you happen to miss that, as I begin 2020, we're switching to as often as I can get an episode produced because I want to make sure that I'm still giving you a quality show and I've got some other commitments that I need to take care of. So that's what's going on with that. If you want to make sure that you don't miss that, the best way to do that is to subscribe at engagingmissions.com slash subscribe. Choose your favorite podcast app. You can subscribe right there. And if you have any feedback or suggestions for the show, send them to feedback at engagingmissions.com. One other thing, as we look forward to next week or the next episode, there is going to be a special episode to highlight some places where you can find other great shows like the Engaging Missions show to fill the void when this one isn't published quite as often. So make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss that. Thank you so much again for being here. I really appreciate you, and I look forward to getting that out in a couple of weeks, all right? 